This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying this Friday, March 12, 2021. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who has aged approximately 10 years over the last year, Jason Shepard. <gasps> you saying I look old? I'm saying we all look and feel it, old. Isn't that the truth? And it's crazy, especially with this last year, but when you think of just the idea of time, it, sometimes it's crazy how fast it goes and also how slow it goes. And you think back one year from today and everything that started to, you know, the, the fallout of the COVID-19 and sports just one after another, yeah. you know, pulling the plug on all of those things. And little did we know, you know, I think there was probably some of us, myself included, thought, okay, well, in a, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months, this will all be back. Little did we know we were, we were in for the long haul. It's hard to believe it has been exactly one year to the day that we started to realize the world is going into its first ever, for lack of a better phrase, sports shutdown. And I kept thinking in those first few days, bounce back. There will be a bounce back. There will be something. There will be something. But it just kept going in that direction. In fact, we're going to take a walk down memory lane and go back one year ago today to remember what that was like when sports said goodbye for a little while. It is Wednesday, March 11th. Obviously, the coronavirus is a topic that, while not necessarily a sports story, has certainly made an impact on the sports world. This is something that we haven't seen in professional sports, perhaps ever, this kind of impact. I feel like by the time we get to Sunday, and it it feels like right now this is happening, that we're not going to be in a lot of places with a lot of people. NBA is considering shutting everything down. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the NCAA just say, "Hey, we're going to have games played, you know, but without fans." Or I'm going to go as far to say as, you know, we're going to cancel things. Thursday, March 12th. What a wild last 24 hours! The coronavirus pandemic has overwhelmed the world of sports and the world in general. The NBA season indefinitely suspended. The NCAA tournament facing the reality of an entire postponement and a cluster of difficult questions we await answers on as it pertains to sports, BYU athletics, and how we approach our lives in general. We are in, you know, super uncharted territory in every possible way with every sport, and um, it's it's, it's just clearly and, and truly unprecedented. I feel a lot of different emotions watching that. Well, what really stands out to me in such a short... Look, we spent our entire lives not thinking twice about shaking someone's hand or giving them a hug or grabbing a doorknob or any... We, you know, sitting... You see those pictures of Jerem and I sitting closer and you and Jerem sitting closer. In one year's time, when I see somebody like high-five or shake a hand... In just, in just a short period of time, 
it's noticeable in yeah. in our thought processes everything has changed in one year's time to say the least just the normal things that we had grown so accustomed to how about going to any event not just a sporting event a movie a family get together a gathering of some sort a class for students for crying out loud and just being in close proximity and not thinking twice about that all of that has gone away in a year. And really, it went away in about a month between March and early April. But yeah, super weird to see us sitting so close to each other. Yeah. That social distance is like, my, I just wanted to scream, social distance! <laughs> Get away from each other! Yeah, there was somebody that was watching that and like, what are they doing? <laughs> no masks. That close together. Now, that was a year ago. Things are a little bit different now. That's a perfect segue to today's show lineup. We're going to feature the Athletic Director of the Year. Tom Holmo will join us to discuss the last year within his life at BYU and within BYU Athletics, what he remembers about those days, March 11th, March 12th, and how BYU was able to put together one of the more memorable sports years in terms of accomplishing things than uh, they have in recent memory. It's been a magical ride for the athletic department pretty much overall. We'll have some blind resumes for BYU men's basketball as they position for what they hope, Jason, is a favorable seed in the NCAA tournament. By favorable, I mean not an 8 or a 9 seed, (laughs) but a 6 or a 7. We'll compare them to the other projected 6 seeds. Is BYU in charge of where they go? Do they get to pick, or is a committee in charge? Well, they'll play in Indianapolis. I know that much. But, the, but, but somebody else is going to make these choices for BYU? Uh, oh, we may be in trouble. Okay, there's that cynicism. <laughs> More on that in just a moment. Plus, Davide Gardini, volleyball star for the BYU men's team, ranked number two. They will host Stanford in Provo for the final time. Stanford shutting things down. What are his emotions as BYU gets ready to take on the Cardinal? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Well, while March means college basketball for a lot of people, it also means spring football. Practices continue for BYU football, and passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach Fessy Sitaki says that both the offense and defense are playing well so far. Well, there's no one practice where a side just completely dominates um, from beginning to end, which is the sign of a well-rounded, competitive team. And um, I've been really pleased, you know, just with both sides. Practices continuing here in Provo, and I can promise you that will not be the only appearance of Jesse Satake <laughs> on this show today. He's been putting in some work in yes, the offseason. About some volleyball notes, I mentioned that BYU men's volleyball will open a two-game stand against Stanford, hosting the Cardinal for the final time in Provo. Tonight's game, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, live on BYU TV with Jerem Jordan and Steve Vale on the call. Tomorrow's game will begin at the same time, also Streaming live on BYU TV and the app. As for women's volleyball, not as fortunate. Their matches have been canceled against Pacific. Maybe postponed, but they're running out of time to fit all these matches in, Jason. So for the time being, BYU and Pacific on hiatus. Uh, The Cougars... Definitely bummed they didn't get to play two more West Coast Conference matches. Yeah, in a meet you saw last night on BYU TV, BYU Gymnastics lost a close one to number 11 Denver by three quarters of a tenth. BYU posted their season-high team score, but it wasn't enough to push past the Pioneers. BYU also notched season-high scores on both beam and floor during the meet. An unbelievable display for the seven seniors of BYU Women's Gymnastics. So happy for them and their coach, Guard Young. 
on the track and field. How about Haley Folsom Walker earned second team All-American honors in the pentathlon. She is the first BYU pentathlete to go All-American in the last 11 years. Got to go all the way back to 2010. Today marks day two of the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Baseball dropped its first of three games against the University of Utah last night, 6-3 in Salt Lake City. Game two today at Smith's Ballpark, also at 5 Eastern on BYU Radio. Now, the third game of the series is tomorrow in Provo, and it'll be the home opener at Miller Park. You can watch on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio, also at 5 Eastern. BYU softball scored 10 runs in a fourth inning on their way to a 12-2 victory over Sam Houston State on Wednesday afternoon. The Cougars, using that eight-run rule, were hoping to keep things rolling against Texas State, but lost a pitcher's duel 2-1 to one last night. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Avoid the cynicism, BYU Sports Nation, if you can. <laughs> BYU men's basketball approaches Selection Sunday feeling very confident, confident rather, in fact, 100% confident that they will be in the tournament. They're a lock. Yes, they're That's in. It's going to happen. They're Just in. a matter of where the seating will be and who BYU will be playing against. Things haven't always been favorable to BYU with the selection committee in mind in the recent past, Jason. So what are your Selection Sunday expectations when it comes to the Cougars? You know what? Um, I'm going to go one step beyond an expectation. I'm going to guarantee you something. Uh-oh. Guaranteeing you something. You can count on Take this to the bank. Okay. On Selection Sunday, BYU will play in a Thursday-Saturday region. <laughs> no, no, no. Saturday-Monday region, all right? Oh, yes. That's Saturday-Monday. But they won't play on Sunday is But your they point. will not play on Sunday. That was the whole point of <laughs> the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm expecting a single-digit seed, and I know that that's not really going out on a limb, but the, the metrics that BYU has put together as the season has gone on, they are a single-digit seed in this year's NCAA tournament. There's no question in my mind that's the case. Right now, the most popular seems to be right around a seven. That seems to be the most popular. There's also a part of me, and you talked about being a cynic, there's also a part of me that is preparing for some disappointment. Look, I, I don't think that it will be disappointing. I, 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 disappointment would be, and this was, is a strong, or maybe a not strong enough of a word. Okay. If they, if they are a single-digit seed, that would be really disappointing. Okay. If for some reason they come in at like a 10, and like I can't see it happening, but that would be like worst-case scenario. It'd be weirdly devastating. It, it would. So right now, I'm, I'm going in hoping for a 6, expecting a 7, but also preparing for an 8. I, I think an 8 or lower would be the surprise. I think that would be the disappointment based off of what... BYU has done this season, and, and, and really the, the biggest reason I'm concerned is because from what we've seen based off of committees in football and basketball that have their chance to choose where BYU goes, more times than not, BYU does not get the benefit of the doubt. That's what concerns me. Let's remember what it felt like when BYU football was revealed in the first college football playoff <laughs> rankings. Can we not remember that? <laughs> Remember how collectively upset and just defeated BYU Sports Nation felt together when BYU entered at number 14? You got oh, Kirk geez. Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, Reese Davis all saying, Huh? What's the deal with BYU? Gary Barta, explain it to us. 
Clearly, there was no respect given to BYU football because of their schedule, and they came in at number 14. If BYU men's basketball gets a 9 or a 10 seed, 10 seed's not going to happen, Jason. This is not going to happen. But even if they get a 9 seed, that's the feeling that it will carry is similar to when BYU received the number 14 ranking in the initial That would be a disappointment. That would be something that I do not believe BYU would deserve. Like a 9 seed? What? What? And then you'd want explanations. Can you look at the metrics? Can you please tell me why in the world BYU was given a 9 seed? Because it just doesn't match up. In fact, Jason, I want to take a look at some blind resumes. We don't know where BYU falls in this metric. And the other four on this graphic feature teams that are currently projected as six seeds in Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Okay? One team is BYU. The other four are the current six seeds in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. So which team, when you look at the graphic, Jason, does not belong on the six-seed line? I can't help but look yes. to the far yeah, right. There's only one that stands out as one that does not belong based off of the blind resume alone. Okay, so here you go. Net ranking, 32 for that team on the far right. Quad one and quad two wins combined, nine. That's a solid number. Yep. But two quad three and or quad four losses. Okay, so two bad losses, essentially. Nine good wins, two bad losses, 32 in the net, and 32nd in Ken Palm. Now, the next lowest Ken Palm number is 24 with a net ranking of 18, seven quality wins, but no, no bad, bad losses. losses. Then there is... The team in the middle is interesting. 19 in the net, 8 quality wins, no bad losses, 21st in Ken Palm. The other two clearly should be into me. 16th in Ken Palm, 11th in Ken Palm. It's, it's obvious which one does not the belong The team on the six. right should not be a 6 seed. Team 5. In Bracatelli. So who is Team 5? Please don't be BYU. <laughs> it's Oregon. the Oregon Ducks. Yes. Oregon is a projected six seed, according to Joe Lenardi. Power five conference coming into play much there. Two bad losses. They are 13 spots below BYU in the net rankings and 11 spots lower than BYU in Ken Palm. So why isn't BYU clearly a six seed? I don't understand it. This is why I feel like BYU, without a doubt, Jason, will be at worst. A seven seed. The metrics are too good. No committee member can say, hmm, now we should drop them to a nine just because they're BYU. I, I agree. Nobody should. That doesn't mean that it wouldn't happen. And look, and I, I, don't, I, I certainly hope that's not the case. Like I said, I'm hoping for a six. I think it's going to be a seven, but preparing for an eight. Anything <sighs> below an eight would be devastating. No, an eight. I just don't be in the eight-nine game. It'll make me sick to the stomach. <laughs> Our question of the day. The BYU men's basketball team has accomplished a lot of fantastic things in this coronavirus year, but we're going to take a big-picture look. What's the greatest accomplishment by all of BYU sports in the pandemic year? Let's hear from you, BYUSN and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Amy Jones answers on Twitter at Ames Flames. 12 football games played. While some teams played very few, or not at all, to say nothing of dominating in 11 of those 12 games. Putting together that schedule was an incredible accomplishment by Tom Homo, 
Kalani Satake, all the BYU department officials, the team to be willing to go play when others weren't. And yeah, BYU finishes their highest AP ranking since 2010. Unbelievable. Agreed. Coming up, is it official? Has Zach Wilson reached legendary status? Mm, Some musical (laughs) tones uh, in play there. Plus, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo looks back on one year of COVID participation for BYU Athletics and the accomplishments of the Cougars. He joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Second-ranked men's volleyball hosting Stanford tonight. Watch the match tonight, 9 Eastern, on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. We are live on a Friday in Studio B. This is how we do it with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard, who is looking fabulous for 56 years old. Thank you very much. (laughs) Apparently I've I've aged 10 years in one. I kid, I kid. (laughs) Jason's, what are you, like 32? 32, exactly. Yep, that's exactly how old I am. Joining us now, another man who is young at heart and looks fantastic for his age, the athletic director of the year, BYU's Tom Homo on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Tom, congratulations on winning that award. What did it mean to you to hear that? Thank you, boys. Uh, It it just, it's a humbling experience. And uh, my first thoughts right away, are definitely, I'm just blessed to have this job. I love my job. I get to work with the greatest athletes and coaches and staff and Cougar Nation. And so I just, I've always felt that BYU's had an outstanding brand. I came here in 1978 to play football for the Cougs, and I've been here for a long time, and the brand has been so strong. And I think that's, you know, a credit to Cougar Nation and everybody that's been a part of it. And uh, I think I benefit from those things. Kalani's great season this year and basketball and all the things. It's, I get the uh, credit a lot of times and it, it's on the shoulders of those teams most of the time. Tom, once the announcement was made, you had a lot of uh, current coaches and players, a lot of former coaches and players. Talk about exactly how much you have meant to them and to the program. What did it mean to you to hear all those kind words from everybody? I mean, it, it was touching. It's, it's the best part of my job is working with the student athletes and the coaches. I mean, it's a little bit different. I didn't grow up in marketing or compliance or development. I grew up coaching and playing. And I, I, it's my, my touch, I think, here at BYU is to be able to reach out and build relationships with the players and coaches. And that's my favorite part of the job. If I could just do that, I would. But there's other parts <laughs> of the job that sometimes take me away. So to be able to hear and talk with some of our former and current uh, players and coaches was sweet to me. Yeah, let's explore that a little bit uh, because you did face some unique challenges and difficulties certainly over the past year. But being an athletic director in general, even without COVID in play, is is a very time-consuming, challenging process. So what for you has been the biggest challenge that you faced as the athletic director at BYU? In all my, t- I mean, my, I don't know challenges. There's always challenges. It seems like being a football player and a football coach, you learn that in any given game, whether it's in the first quarter or in overtime, you're going to come up with unexpected challenges. And I think that that's been a blessing for me to have had many experiences, uh, many where I've succeeded and quite a few where I've failed. And I really feel that those experiences along the line have helped me in this job because I just understand, fully realize 
that in my job, we're going to have failures on a somewhat regular basis, whether it's a team or me or our department or someone makes a big mistake. And I just kind of look at it from a sports perspective. You rebound, you step, you pick yourself up, brush yourself off and get back in. So I don't really see challenges as debilitating as much as opportunities to get better and get stronger. We've learned a lot. I've been in this business a long time. And uh, we always talk about things that are good in Tom Holmo's life. I'm so glad you don't talk about the things that went wrong. <laughs> well, Tom, let's go to the other side of that question then. What do you view as your greatest accomplishment in the last year dealing with everything you've had to deal with? I think it's hard. I, I haven't thought about that, but Shep, you asked that question. I think my greatest accomplishment would be the one-on-one dealings to get us through. Um, how many times Kalani and I sat knee to knee and just tried to figure it out. Um, times where I was with Brian or Liz or people in our department and we were thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? And so that was probably the most rewarding is to be able to go through some opportunities that we'd never been through before and try to figure it out. Again, we figured out a bunch of stuff, but we had some major (laughs) catastrophes that don't really get out on sports nation. So there's, there's there's pros and cons and I, it all averages out. And um, you know, in the end, Coog Nation is strong, and we're going forward. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo with us on BYU Sports Nation. We played a montage at the beginning of the show, rewinding to March 11th and March 12th of last year. And frankly, I, I felt a lot of emotions just looking back on that day and thinking, man, had I only known what was about to happen. I, we were all kind of in panic mode, but we didn't really know what, what was coming. Let, let's get your thoughts. What were your thoughts and and your mindset on March 11th and March 12th of last year as the athletic director? I really, I think it's too fresh for me to really um, reminisce at this point in time. I just don't want to watch it right now. I just turn it off whenever it flips on because we're still in it. And I, I just don't look back and think, wow, that was a crazy time. I get it. We lived through it, but we're, we're in the middle. We're not in the middle. We're at the end of it. But we got to finish up strong through this. You look and see um, Duke and Virginia getting knocked out of the tournament, the ACC tournament. Uh, I think our our uh, pedals to the metal right now. We have to continue to be very uh, vigilant and continue to work. I remember vaguely the details. Someday I'll look at it and be able to talk about it. I just know it hurt. It hurt a lot. There's a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty and the details are vague right now to me, but it was just trying to get through each day. And that's how it was for, that's how it is for everybody in the country. That's how it was for you guys. Uh, I remember trying to figure out what are we going to do on BYU TV sports? (laughs) You guys are dying to get things on and and everybody in the world, it's a pandemic. We all dealt with it. And, you know, fortunately we live in a great area here in Utah where government officials, uh, the counties, the people's attitudes, uh, the leadership here with the church, BYU. It's just, we all work together and, we got through it pretty strong. And now 
we got to finish up. There's so much riding right now. That's why I don't want to talk about it. This is close where we were right at the tournament last year and it got snatched away. And I just don't do not want that to happen again. Tom, when when you look back at the last year, and this is our question of the day, the question of the day that we're asking BYU Sports Nation is, what's the greatest BYU sports accomplishment in the last year? A lot of people have talked about football and just getting that schedule together and being able to play as many games as the football team did. What do you think is the greatest BYU sports accomplishment in the last 365 days? It's all it's all relative. It just depends on who you ask. You're asking me. I've, there's so many great things going on, and they're still going on. I mean, the, oddly enough, one of the first things that popped into my mind is our pole vaulter, Zach Warder, breaking the school record. That's how I think. <laughs> I mean, that's how I think. I just I, I look at our student athletes, and I'm so amazed at how resilient they are, and I'm I'm so inspired by them that in this crazy time they are on fire that's it that's what it is to me uh yeah certainly one of the things that's really warm and took a lot of time was you know working with Kalani and the team watching those guys day after day week after week continue to build and strengthen themselves that was huge and it's a it's a it's a big public piece of what we do here it's a huge part of our brand and i think overall to see all the individual performances the great coaching um, efforts that would probably be number one for me tom holmel byu athletic director with us on byu sports nation you understandably have uh, a very unique perspective on the ncaa basketball tournament because you see it differently than most you were in the war room you were part of the selection committee for multiple years And Jason and I were just very uh, aggressively discussing what we think BYU deserves on Selection Sunday with the metrics and the blind resumes. If you were seeding BYU, knowing what you know about the committee and, you know, the top opinions, the bottom opinions on the Cougars, where would you seed BYU right now? Oh, you're asking me where I would. I I would say probably a seven. I, what, if you're saying what, what, what it will be, nobody knows what it will be. I think right now, because basketball, uh, the analytics are so strong, and I think they're pretty even. I thought you and Shep did a really good job. I watched earlier in the show your assessment of the blind resumes was very good. I think that watching uh, Joe and his bracketology, Lenardi, and you look at the bracket matrix – it's not too far off. I think what you're going to see is you'll see individual teams, individual teams that might fall off of a line. And there's not too many of them. There'll probably be a handful of things that don't go as planned based on the bracketology. And that's just going to come down to that room and how those conversations go, because they're not looking at bracketology. They're having great discussions. They're looking at all the metrics and it comes down to individual personalities and biases. And when I say biases, a lot of people in that room have great understanding of biases that bring out the best in the seatings. And some of them don't agree and have other opinions. So what comes out on Sunday for some teams will be a surprise. 
Tom, I know this is something that has you excited, certainly has the fans excited, and that's the opportunity that we're starting to see more and more of the programs on campus allowed to have fans, even at limited capacity. Uh, First of all, what are your thoughts on that? How excited are you to see BYU fans being able to come back and see these teams? But also, what's the data telling you right now on what may be realistic moving forward in the future in terms of full capacity? Well, we're, everybody's hoping that in the fall you, we'll have somewhere near full capacity, and I think that's important. I think that you'll see with BYU sports right now in the springtime, whether it's baseball that's opening up or volleyballs or the soccers, that we'll start with limited number of fans, and I would expect that the, those numbers will grow in a pretty uh, efficient and timely manner. But it, we still have to make sure that we don't lose our minds and just go from zero to 60 overnight. So we'll be careful. Um, we'll be uh, cautious to a degree. But when we see that it's working well and the numbers continue to drop, then we'll move accordingly. Tom, congratulations again on winning Athletic Director of the Year. Major accomplishment for you and for the entire athletic department. I know that you're quick to give credit to so many individuals around you, um, but we, uh, we, we collectively feel like it was so well-deserved. So uh, we appreciate all you do for BYU Athletics and uh, look forward to the NCAA tournament. Thank you, guys. You guys do such a great job. When I talk about that brand, Sports Nation and BYU Broadcasting, the radio and everything, to be able to get out and reach everybody, make them feel that they're a part of it at all times, that's something special, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Thanks, Tom. Tom. And I'm so happy you're not on the selection committee this year so you can get some extra sleep. You deserve it, my friend. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know how I'm going to sleep Saturday night and Sunday. I won't be sleeping. All right, man, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, boys. Tom Homo on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I love talking with Tom. He is so great. He's And I'm telling you, the fact that he won that, I, I can't even say how deserving of that award he was. I can't think of anybody else that deserved that more than him. Think about what has happened and transpired for BYU. If you include football, nine teams ranked in the top 16. Eight of those teams currently competing. Yep. Through the spring in just a wild situation, and now fans are coming back in. You think about the fifteen million dollars in the all-in campaign mm-hmm. raise that was, you know, really pushed by Tom. It's just been remarkable. All right, coming up, Cougar outside hitter Davide Gardini and BYU wide receivers coach Fessy Satake has been working out, <laughs> or or has he? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU Baseball continues its series against Utah tonight. Listen to the game, 5 Eastern, on BYU Radio. You can watch tomorrow's game at 5 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. You can also listen on BYU Radio, and it will get underway at 5 Eastern, as we mentioned. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. It is Friday on BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, right out of the gate, uh, BYU running back Hinkley Ropati has, uh, has been working out a bit. Uh, there was a, uh, yeah, he, he's not skipped the weight room, and there was a, there was a shot. Look, look at this. Yesterday, look, those biceps, and look, I, I skip leg day. They're easily double the size of my legs. He's wearing number seven. 
his best uh, Taysom Hill impression. Yeah. They've got the knee brace on. He does look a little like Taysom there, right? <laughs> All right. But let's take it one step further. Okay. Fessy Satake, who we mentioned earlier in this program, in fact, you heard from him, <laughs> uh, also has been working out, and they shockingly look very similar. <laughs> Maybe they're just on the same meal plan. I don't know. Fess, you look great, man. <laughs> so much. No, yeah. Well done, Fessy. There's no such thing as a dad bod for Fessy Satake. That's incredible. Uh, by the way, would you tackle Hinkley Rapati? What would it take to make you tackle him? Um, I don't know, a death wish? <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do it for a thousand bucks. I set my number. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd probably try and tackle him for a thousand bucks. I'm sure I'd feel it. Might pay for the concussion in the hospital, say, but. Is that what your deductible is? Probably. <laughs> probably. BYU Gymnastics on Senior Night put up their highest score in 17 years, a 197.3 but lost to Denver. Should we be disappointed, Jason? Look, I mean, any athlete is going to be disappointed that you don't lose, but the fact that you were able to get your highest score in 17 years, that's an accomplishment. It stinks that you weren't able to win, but that, that's quite an accomplishment. I don't, I don't think you're disappointed with that. In gymnastics more than any other sport, the head-to-head duels probably mean the least. Right. Because you look at the overall resume, you combine all the scores together, and it just doesn't matter. It's about, okay, where are we as a team? Did we get better? So you're, in large part, many times competing against yourself. BYU is ranked number 12 in the country. They're in a great position to maybe do something magical coming up in the spring. Okay, are you, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Because there's something that is out there in the world today that was not there a few days ago, and it's making the world a better place. I am talking about a Zach Wilson rap song. Whoa! So should we should we listen? In? Listen, Ty Demmer had a rap song. Jimmer Fredette had a rap song. Now Zach Wilson has a rap song. It's good company. Take a listen. The Cougs are back. The Cougs are back. Everybody talking about the quarterback. The Cougs are back. The Cougs are back. Everybody talking about the quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Are you a Jag? Are you a Falcon? Are you a Jag? <laughs> you going south and <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so is having a rap song written about you the ultimate sign that you are a BYU legend? Yes. We just went through them. Yes. How many players individually have had rap songs written about them? I can't think of any others besides Ty Detmer, Jimmer Fredette, and now Zach Wilson. Zach, 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 Zach Wilson. Did I get it right? Did- there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you put that up with... Uh, who Ungawa BYU's got Ty Power? Yeah, yeah, right. Yes. Look, and by the way, that was written by uh, Jacob Sorensen, produced by Brandon Beals. B squared, Brandon yeah, Beals. B squared. So congratulations, guys. Um, yeah, when you've when you've reached the level that a rap song is written about you, you have arrived. Right. You you've arrived. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> The arrival is there. Oh, you're there. You're there. <laughs> All right, coming up, another All-American at BYU. <laughs> Davide Gardini on how BYU volleyball plans on chasing down that number one ranking again. It's gonna be Do you my like new, Zach Wilson? It's going to be my new ringtone. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 13th-ranked BYU Soccer hosting Santa Clara tomorrow. You can watch the match 3 Eastern 
on BYU TV and the BYU app. You can also listen on BYU Radio. The top two teams in the West Coast Conference on South Field. No more of this turf stuff, although we appreciate Zions Bank Rail Academy because it allowed BYU women's soccer to play Absolutely. some games. It's good to be home. Absolutely. Right? Look, South Field at home, we know how good this we know how good this soccer team is in general. And at home, good luck. He is Jason Shepard. I'm Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our second guest of the day. He is a volleyball superstar for the second-ranked Cougars, Davide Gardini. Davide, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you, guys. Pretty good. How are you doing? We're doing We're well. Doing good. I do want to bring up something uh, that was discussed during the break, and that is Jason Shepard altering your name. Because Jason, you've called him at times Dave Garden. Well, I just, I just, it's I, I was Americanizing it and just went from Davide Gardini to Dave Garden. So I asked Davide, I said, so does it get the thumbs up or what, or should I should I get rid of it? And, and Davide, you want to you want to make it official on camera what you prefer? Yeah, we should probably get rid of it. It's not, it's not, the, worst it's not the worst one, but it's it's very American, you know. Okay, all right, all right. Davide Gardini, it is 100. percent Shut forward. it down. It's it's Perfect. gone. Davide with the roof block right there okay. on Jason Shepard. Yes, I, like I love it. it. <laughs> okay, we're excited about having some fans back in the Smithfield House. I can't imagine that uh, you're you're opposed to welcoming some of BYU Sports Nation back in to watch your games. How do you feel? Uh, the difference, or what kind of a difference do you feel it'll make to have even limited fans in the field house? Uh, it, it's amazing. It, it's a great feeling, you know, knowing that we're going to have some uh, fans back, you know, safe circumstances and distance. It, it's it's going to be good. And the Smithfield house always makes a big difference for us. But when fans are in there, it's just so much better. So, like, the the feeling that we get is is huge. And, you know, it's it helps us, and it also makes it everything more fun, and that's what we're going for. And last time we played Stanford at home last year, we had like a crowd, like an amazing crowd. I think it was a record for the program or something. So we're excited to be to have some people back again. Davide, it goes without saying that obviously a lot has changed in the last year, and everybody's kind of looking back at one year ago when when sports started to you know get pushed aside a little bit, and and other things were a little bit more important. Um, where do you feel you have grown the most as a person and as a volleyball player over the last year? Yeah, I I think that during this, like we had we've had a very long break. I had a chance to go back to Italy, and it was the first time in my life where I had a chance to actually focus on something else other than volleyball for like an extended amount of time. You know, I still worked out, worked on my game a little bit, but. I, I, you know, I grew some hobbies and I started doing something else, focused on my uh, mental health and a lot of things that I never uh, worked on. And it was a pretty good thing for me. I, I think I've, I've made a lot of good strides in there. And for the volleyball game, of course, uh, nine months is a long time to, you know, improve, um, bring new things into your game. And uh, I've worked on a couple of things, but, you know, even if it's like looks like a long time, when you're at this level, it takes even longer to like get new skills or improve at something. So it's been definitely like a good part of my life. This this year's been like a lot of things were going on, but I liked it. Davide Gardini with us on BYU Sports Nation, volleyball star for the second ranked Cougars. In comes Stanford, a program that is almost unbelievably shutting things down. They've got so much tradition and have had so much success. This is the last time they're going to visit Provo. So how are you managing kind of the weird emotions surrounding this two-game series with the Cardinal? 
it, it's a weird feeling. You know, when we heard the news during, over the summer, it was like, we're all shocked. It's, it's, a, it's a sad thing, and we're sad that it's happening right now. But um, we, we know that they're coming here, and they, they want to get away. Like, they have nothing to lose, and they, they have a very good team, scrappy players, good players. So uh, it, it's going to be tough for us, you know. They, they're, they're, coming, they're coming hot, and it's going to be a fun game for sure. Let's focus on uh, on your team. Where do you feel that you guys have gotten better since game one to now? Where's the biggest improvement been? Um, I think the we trust each other uh, a lot more. Last year we were doing very good at that, but then over the break, you know, we, we bring back all of the guys, but it doesn't mean that the things are going to stay the same. So we had to work on uh, building some more trust again. And the first couple of games, we struggled with that. In some plays, we, we could see that we were not trusting each other in seams and in certain situations. But like after a couple of games, we, we started seeing that, you know, it's coming back and it, it feels so much better. When, when you know you trust the guy next to you to make a good play and he trusts you, that's, that's what we need to bring back. And that's, gonna make, that's what's going to make us a good team again, like a great team. No doubt about it. Davide Gardini on BYU Sports Nation. If it's not trust, what is the biggest strength of your team right now? Who? Um, I think we are serving and passing very well. Um, for sure. That, those, those are the big things for, for us right now. And blocking is something that we've been always very good at. And this year we're good, but not as good as we can be. So, you know, it's something that we're working on. And when we bring that to the next level, we are going to have serving, passing and blocking at a high level. And that's going to make a difference. Okay, so during this whole interview, I've noticed something, and I debated whether I should ask about it or not. So in the background, I see a poster of Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay, so does that mean that you're a Tom Brady fan, or are you a Patriots fan? I neither. I mean, honestly, more like Tom Brady fan, but I'm a fan of what he represents, like what he's done in his career, like his personality, like everything that he's done is something that – uh, I admire a lot. So I don't necessarily understand or like football that much, but just him as like a, as an athlete, it's, he did something amazing. So he reminds me of that when I, when I look at the poster. Not a bad role model for sure. <laughs> uh, he just re-signed no. for another year of football, by four the way, years. this morning. Four years? Four-year deal. He, he re-signed this morning for four years <laughs> he, to stay with Tampa gonna, Bay. He's going to play until he's 50, we're pretty sure. So Davide, are you going to be the first international volleyball star that goes until you're 50? <laughs> and volleyball is a tough sport. I don't know if you can get to 50 jumping with all of those jumps. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, that, that's totally fair. Uh, let's uh, focus on the rankings for a moment. BYU opened the season number one. You had the target on your backs. You're at number two right now. As you mentioned, playing better volleyball. You trust each other more. You're serving and passing better. How much do you use getting back to that number one ranking as motivation for BYU? It's, it's something that fuels us for sure. We, we want to get back up there. We, we know we deserve that spot. We know that if we play the way we know we can play, we're going to be up there. So um, it's in the back of our mind, but at the same time, we're not trying to focus on that. Like at the end of the day, it matters what we do in May at the tournament. So being number one when we get there is going to be good for us for sure. But it, what matters is to like have a really good high level volleyball, uh, having a good team together. So we're not too much focused on that right now. Well, and look, I think this is, I'm sure what played into why you wanted to come to BYU, 
But when you look at what this program does year in and year out, it's always in the mix every single year. What is that like to know that every single year you're going to have an opportunity to play really deep into the postseason? I mean, that, that's, that's the best feeling. That's, like, that's why all of us are here. Like all of the international guys that came here, we're here because of that. And, you know, it doesn't just come like all of a sudden, like we worked hard for that in the off season and year in and year out. So it, it's a good feeling knowing that at the end of the day, we are going to be up there working, like fighting for a national championship. And man, we have been, BOU has been closed a lot of times and we, we know we have like the guys to, finish it this year and we just got to really work hard for that because we want it. Davide, undoubtedly BYU volleyball is full of stars with Gabby Garcia Fernandez, yourself, Zach Eschenberg, Will Stanley. But I do want you to give a shout out to maybe the one teammate you feel deserves some more credit. That's uh, a little bit in the shadow of so many big hitters. So who's the guy that deserves more credit on your team right now? I think there are two guys that are always a little overlooked and Mickey and Mitch, both of them are doing something that, you know, Mitch is a libero. So not everybody sees like the hard work that he puts in and how much he means to us, but he, he like, he's an amazing player. He's done so much for us and we, we love him. So I think he deserves a little more love, you know, <laughs> and Mickey is another guy that, you know, it doesn't get that many kills. So at the end of the day, when people look at the sheet at the end of the game, they're just, eh. But the touches that he gets blocking-wise, the the energy that he brings, his serve, his, the defense that he plays as a middle are all like good things that we need. And we wouldn't be where we are without Mickey and Mitch as well. Davide, I'm just going to say it. You would dominate Tom Brady in volleyball. <laughs> And I would, I would pay good money to see it, man. So we'll see if we can't line something up with Tom. It'd be nice. Yeah, thank you guys. Hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the matches against Stanford. And uh, we appreciate you, man. Got a great attitude. Good to see that smile on your face. And we're happy to be watching uh, BYU Volleyball in the Smithfield House. Thank you so much, guys. You got it. Davide Gardini on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Does he not have, like, the best temperament? That's He's great. He's great. But sir, when, when that interview started, I'm like, oh, there's Tom Brady in the background. And then that's all I could see for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hearing anything Davide is saying. I'm just focusing on the fact that Tom Brady beat so my like, cheeks. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's his. I don't know if he has a roommate. Maybe that's the roommate's poster. So I had to ask. I have to ask about Tom. And, yeah, and it is timely because he just signed a contract extension with the Bucks this morning. Hey, do we need to write a rap song about Davide Gardini? Davide Gardini. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> Again, you've done this okay. when the digital uh, you know, it's true. reels are rolling. Please nobody did turn that in there. That is going to be something by the end of the day. Maybe within the hour, I'm sure. All right, oh, coming goodness. up, even in defeat, the Gym Cats are in a spot in today's Rise and Shout Out. Plus, a young lady that's good at a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot, Jason. She's going to get a Rise and Shout Out, too. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shout Out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. You can also download the podcast. All you need to do, Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the program. We want you to answer this brain buster if you haven't already. (laughs) 
What is the greatest accomplishment by BYU sports as a whole in this pandemic year of We athletics? haven't answered this. It's hard to know. I know. I, I don't even know that I have a, like, a singular answer. I, I, I agree. I, I don't – everything that had to be juggled – okay, I'm going to say this real fast. And it's not just one, one specific sport because I know we've got a lot of Voice of the Nations that we want to get to. I just think it's the sheer number of games that BYU Athletics played. Mm. For most, if not the majority of all the games that were postponed were postponed by the opposition – not by BYU. So the fact that BYU was able to play as many games as they have in the last year, that I think is the greatest accomplishment. And, to, and that they did it safely. For sure. I'm leaning heavily toward what BYU did with football, specifically in the months of June through September, when everybody else was shutting things down. BYU's campus opened back yeah. up safely yep. and with the proper protocols in place, allowing athletes to train and continue to practice as much as possible. Again, safely. Yes. So that when and if competition resumed, they would be ready to hit the ground running. And boy, were they ever yes, they in early were. September, speaking yeah. of BYU's football specifically. Yes, they were. Okay, our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resorts. Isaac Romer on Instagram says, not having a COVID outbreak. There were so many schools that had to shut down operations for weeks at a time. BYU somehow made it out relatively unscathed. Yeah. It's, it is a massive accomplishment, and they did it safely. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain American Credit Union, guiding you forward. I'm going to give it to BYU Gymnastics and the seven seniors specifically, Jason. Highest score in 17 years. They have been on a meteoric rise over the last five years under guard young, and it continues. So happy for those young ladies. Yeah, I'm going to give mine to Haley Folsom-Walker. We mentioned this earlier in the show. Second team All-American in the pentathlon. She's the first BYU pentathlete to earn All-American honors since back in 2010. It's been 11 years. What an accomplishment. How about that? Our thanks to today's guests, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo and Davide Gardini of BYU Men's Volleyball. And how about this rap song, huh? Hey. It's all about Zach Wilson, legendary status. Conversation <laughs> continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I am Spencer. Let's give a shout-out to Brandon Bradley. You'll see you tonight for BYU Men's Volleyball at 9 Eastern. Go Cougs. Zach, 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 Zach Wilson.